Hello and welcome to Hall's House, real stories around the people involved with Habitat for Humanity. I'm your host, Sean Friend, and today on the program we have Annette Limbrick, the floor manager for Greater Albuquerque Habitat for Humanity Restore. Welcome, Annette. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Um, traffic was great, so that always gives you a great day. <laughs> well, I'm really uh, thankful that you're here with me today. Thank this you. is going to be, uh, I think, a really great opportunity for people uh, who listen to the podcast and people around Albuquerque to learn more about about you and about the ReStore and about just what's important to you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your position. Let me tell me about yourself. Uh, what what do you do? What do you enjoy? Tell me about what you do at the restore. Uh, basically, at the restore, I watch the merchandise um, coming and going, and figuring out where to position things so that they'll be in the customer's eye as well as be able to have a nice selling uh, point to it as well as where things go so that we don't get too overcrowded. Okay. Um, is there specifics around like what people like the most and what you get a lot of people who, I don't know, that, that things that go out very on rotation very quickly? Yes, it seems that uh, there's a lot of interest mainly in the doors Okay. And the windows and uh, kitchen cabinets are very popular. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if people are building homes or building their own homes. Uh, I know there is a lot of contractors that come in and they're doing things for people. And so, therefore, if we have a group that they could use as far as kitchen cabinets, then they'll decide, you know, to go ahead on and purchase it here because some of the stuff is almost like new. Okay. So, if I'm understanding it right, um, there's a lot of contractors that come through, and we have these like new products that are at a better price than yes. like getting them at, at another place. Is yes. that right? Yes, that's correct. And then you don't have tax on top of that. Oh, really? Profit. Oh, that's yeah. great. So yes, because if they, you know, when you go in, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot and you buy something, there's tax added on to that. So oh. you know, you may pay about three hundred dollars in tax for something that's costing you twelve hundred dollars. You know, whereas you know at Habitat, if it's twelve hundred, then that's exactly what the price is. There's no added tax on it. That's cool. That's yeah. really that's a good opportunity for us. So to walk me through it. I'm gonna come in and I'm like looking for a new door. What do I do? Uh, well, basically, uh, you'll make sure you have your tape measure with okay. you. Okay. Because you'll measure. You know, you'll look at all the doors we have and the type of door that you're looking for. And you measure the door and make sure it's the, exactly the size that you want it, you know. And then uh, you just come to the cashier and let us know uh, I'm interested in this door, and we can help you put it on a dolly and bring it up and pay for it. Okay, it sounds pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Yes, that's it great. Is. So, what about yourself? What do you do outside of work? What, what is uh, what uh, inspires you? Basically, what I do outside of work is mainly, um, well, when I get off work, I have, I'm a little bit more 
exhausted. So, yeah. you know, I'm more resting and cooking and cleaning and uh, cleaning is my thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love to clean. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I've held on with Habitat as long as I have is because it's always some cleaning to do around here. <laughs> And I do reading. Okay. Uh, I basically I don't have any specific hobbies. Okay. You know I'm into uh, you know, wellness, so you know healthcare is uh, something that's always been important to me. So uh, I'm always reading up on you know the latest thing as far as uh, you know what to do as far as uh, Alzheimer's or diabetes or okay. something that's like that. So. That's great. Yes. I also know that faith is important to you. Oh, uh, yes. You've come to a couple of our uh, events and have uh, spoken in front. So could you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, well, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I try to share whenever I can. Uh, I know the Lord is always listening. Sometimes we don't say something out loud or verbally. Uh, but he knows our thoughts, so therefore, I've always been a praying person. Mm -hmm. uh, and at one point, I was teaching Sunday school, but that oh. was in a you know another uh, past twenties, thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I basically believe that you know if we have faith, then you know a lot of things are possible with faith. Okay. And what church do you go to? Uh, New Hope Baptist Church. All right. Yeah, it's in Uptown area. You go every so, Sunday, I imagine. Not every Sunday. Yeah. Some Sundays I, you know, I work here on Saturdays, so some Sundays I've got other things I need to do, and it's just like that's the only time I can do it. That's, so. a, that's all right, you know. <laughs> yes, but I try to make sure I, you know, at least uh, watch uh, the church on television mm -hmm. or either do a private prayer and reading of my Bible myself. That's wonderful. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, so how did you initially get uh, involved with Habitat for Humanity? Uh, and what created your interest with, with working here? Well, I wasn't familiar with Habitat for Humanity, believe it or not, when really? I first started. Uh, I hadn't heard of I had heard of Habitat for Humanity, but only in passing. I hadn't really did anything as far as research or knew anything about it. I was working in the hotel industry, I was a night auditor, so I was staying up all night. I was getting a little bit old for staying up all night, so I said, "Well, I've got to find me something during the day." Mm -hmm. So back when there was newspapers and you looked for a job in a newspaper, that's what, what? I was doing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I found the job in a newspaper because I was looking for something, and so I started working part time because I was still at the hotel at the time. Mm -hmm. So I started working part time, you know, at and that's when the store was on San Mateo and Central. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I started there part time, and then uh, I ended up liking what I was doing. Okay. So I said, well, hey, I'll do this full time. I wasn't really familiar with what Habitat did uh -huh. as far as building homes for low-income families. I wasn't familiar with that. Okay. And even when I first started working there, nobody really told me about the program. So mm -hmm. I really didn't 
know until actually until I actually started working there, and then uh, I caught on to exactly what they do, and then it really interests me to be able to see that uh, from start to finish how this all works. So. You know, and Habitat is a great program. Absolutely, I agree 100%. How long have you been with uh, the Restore then? Uh, 10 years. 10, Ten years? years in July. Wow, that's yes, awesome. Yes, yes. And you say that your your familiarity, your your love for Habitat has only grown since you yes. started here. You didn't know really know a lot about it, yes. if anything, just in passing, like you said, mm -hmm. until now. And tell me a little bit about, like, now that you have been here for 10 years... What do you know? What what makes you proud to be here? Well, basically the the work that they do to to be able to see from start to finish when someone that doesn't have a home or that's paying higher rent somewhere and they want their own home and this makes it possible. And if you ever go to one of the groundbreakings then it's it's a beautiful thing to, to see how there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, you know, the house after so many months, you know, there, there's a house forming there. And the people that get the house actually get a chance to work on the house. Mm -hmm. So you don't often get a chance to say, well, you know, I know where that door came from because I was there and I helped put it up right. you know so it's like it's like building your own home but you don't have to have the knowledge to do so oh yeah you know and it's a great feeling to know that you know someone that can't afford a home has a possibility of having a home yeah you know? I think yeah. that's really a that, that was yeah that's exactly the way I feel yeah. uh, and seeing that process from from a dirt lot to a brand new home. Yes, it's it's yes. incredible. It's yes, so yes. so cool. Mm -hmm. um, so how you've been here for ten years? Yes, you had to have had some experiences uh, in your time that you would say like this is this is something I'm really proud of. This is something that I've done while I've been here. Do you have any of those times that you could uh, reflect upon? Well, I can say uh, the move was a big thing that happened. Okay. Uh, when we moved from San Mateo and Central, we were in, they said it used to be an old skating rink. Okay. So uh, I couldn't imagine it, but I guess, you know, that that's always possible. Right. Uh, there was a lot involved in the move and to see a company move from one location to another location, there's a lot involved with that. Yeah. You know, and to, to see us set up you know, the way we want to, to have things displayed from the beginning, that really helped. Uh, and during the 10 years, I'm still learning a lot. You know, Habitat has uh, so many different faucets to it that yeah. you can, you know, you can see where things come together at. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we just, you know, see something and we just say, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's that, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't see it from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So the different areas that they've worked in, uh, you know, has made the neighborhoods even look better. Yeah. You know, so, and, and it's it's been helping a lot of people. So I think it's a, you know, it's a great process. It's a great program, you know, and there's not 
a lot that the the house the homeowner has to be involved in other than just helping build their home if that's what they want to do if they if that's what they're able to do yeah. you know that makes a lot of sense yes and it sounds like you had a a, a big uh, impact on the transition from the old place to here and yes. and that would means that this restore here is kind of like the restore that Annette helped build is, <laughs> is that right yes that's I mean true. like you that's you basically determined how everything is set up in here is that mm -hmm. what I'm hearing not everything you know basically we I was the floor manager but I did have a, uh, a executive director manager mm -hmm. also that uh, they were the ones that set up where how things were going to go. Okay. So we packed up the old place, and that was a new experience, just being packing up a company from one place and going to another place. Because we were so small at the other place that we actually had to spread out to the office building across the street oh, wow. from the actual store. So we had the restore. We had the office building across the street from the store that had the furniture in it. Oh, wow. So we weren't able to have everything in one building because we, we were, had just grown that much. Oh, wow. You know? And so uh, when we had to move, get things moved over here, it was, uh, it was a lot of moving that was involved. And we had a lot of help, and that was great. So uh, to us, it seemed like it was smooth, but mm -hmm. I'm sure there was probably hiccups, at, like in every move. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is too. Um, yeah. What about so you're the, you're the floor manager here at the restore? Mm -hmm. That means you get volunteers and you get community service workers mm -hmm. who come in, and you have to give them direction. Is that right? Yes. So yes. why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Let's say if I wanted to volunteer at the ReStore, mm -hmm. what would that look like? Well, first of all, you would contact Regina and mm -hmm. uh, talk with her and tell her what you're interested in. Because you could also choose to work at one of the homes as opposed to working in the store. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's left up to you, whichever. You can go online, too, and sign up as a volunteer. <laughs> oh, so. oh, really? Yes. Did you, do you know the website? No, I don't. It's habitatabq.org. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. yes. Yeah, so uh, if they wanted to volunteer, they'd just go, uh, you know, go on the website and volunteer and click volunteer. And Regina will probably call you and give you some information about how the process works. Sure. Uh, then you would come into the store and uh, we would find you a little area that, you know, that you would probably feel comfortable in okay. working and straightening out because we always need help. Okay. Always need help. Always. You know, so we're always looking for people people to come and help us out because it's so easy to get disorganized when no, sure. you have so much stuff coming in at one time and you have to find places for it and make it look presentable. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot involved in that. So we love our volunteers. That's great. You know, the more they can volunteer, the happier we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I see stuff come through here, new stuff every single day. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yes. That being said, you know, the volunteers, it's uh, if someone wants to get involved, it's not like it's hard work or no. that they need to know anything about even retail. They don't yes. need to do any of that no. because you're going to just be helping us out and ultimately that's going to help out the homeowners Yes, because we're, we help 
build the homes yes, here in the restore. And I know that the restore has has contributed to two houses so far. Mm-hmm. And Miguel wants to do a third one, which I think is amazing. Yes. So yes. that's really cool. So I'm a volunteer. I can come in. I can do some uh, reorganizing here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you would want a volunteer to get or someone who is doing community service other than just organizing? You know, I didn't come from a construction background, right. you know, so therefore there's a lot of stuff that I see that I just like, what is this for? How do you use this? You know, mm-hmm. so there's still things I'm learning, you know, that's like that. There's so much, so many different faucets of the, of, of like different tools that you use and how you use them and that type of thing. Yeah. But as somebody that's volunteering, if they know something about, you know, plumbing or something like that, then they can tell us, you know, well, nobody uses these, you know, or this is used for this or that. So then that helps if they know a little bit about, you know, uh, different things as far as how to fix stuff and how something is built or something. So they can tell us whether something is outdated, whether they no longer use it, Mm -hmm. whether or not it's you know, something that the the fire department says, no, you can't have that here, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, that helps if they know something. But if they don't know anything and all they know how to do is, you know, uh, sweep, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if they want to uh, organize a shelf, that's fine. A little area, that's fine. Lighting, you know. So we have all different uh, different areas that you can work in that if you're not comfortable in one area, we can find you some other area to work in, you know. And, you know, we have all types of people that come through also to help. Yeah. So that, all, that that really makes a difference, you know. Absolutely. All kinds of help is necessary. <laughs> I agree. I've even seen, you know, people in the back helping putting furniture together. Mm-hmm. If they have a little bit of construction skills. Yes. I've that seen... Helps people, kids, high school kids come in through and utilize this volunteer opportunity to kind yes. of make it some some job experience to put on their resume for later, you know, That's for true. college applications. That's you can true. use this volunteer time at the ReStore mm-hmm. and apply at other places as well. Yes. And then some of them get school credit. Oh, really? You know, for, work, for volunteering at uh, certain places. Oh, so, yeah, I didn't so know that. that. Did, does the ReStore provide that credit as well? Uh, well, they are working for that credit, and that's why they're volunteering. So when okay. they're volunteering, they're saying, well, you know, you know, I go to so-and-so school, and, okay. and uh, uh, we're required, or either we're you know, asked to volunteer at some uh, particular establishment, and uh, I think that's a great program for them to be able to do that because then they get a chance to see at the real world, you know, how things work. So, therefore, it may be something that they're interested in when they grow up and decide, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. They may have never thought about what they wanted to do, you know, and... By trying out different things, you get to find out, you know, where you fit in and where you feel comfortable and where what you like to do. Yeah, that's that's so. that's incredible. Yeah, so volunteers are important, and uh, we used to have a huge volunteer uh, until the pandemic happened, and then it kind of slowed the volunteers. And of course, as you know, that you know some of them just had to stop doing it all together because. You know, at some point, everybody had to have a mask, and then you had to really watch, you know, what was going on at the time. So, 
So we lost a lot of volunteers then, but we're slowly building it back up again, and we do need more help. Absolutely. I think we need volunteers all the time. All the time. Hey everyone, uh, Sean here. Uh, looking to get involved with that, the Greater Albuquerque Habitat for Humanity? Uh, you can uh, visit our website at www.habitatabq.org to learn more. Uh, we're always looking for volunteers and don't worry, you don't need any experience. We're happy to teach you everything you need to know. And any donation made through our website goes to help families in need of affordable housing. So let's get back to the show. So let me ask you, we have a lot of projects going on right now, um, not only in the ReStore, but also in our offices where we're building houses and things like that. Uh, is there any projects going on right now that you are looking forward to um, or even further out? Um, any projects that I know that's going on, I don't think I know of anything other than the golf tournament that's coming up, you know, and I think that's July? It's in June. June? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the golf tournament is the only thing that I know that's coming up that I'm, you know, um, interested in trying to uh, to show my support at, you know. Absolutely. And I also know that we're, we're building houses out on the uh, uh, Clifton and Williams Street, and we have three houses right now that we're building. Um, with a fourth uh, plat that we're going to be start pouring the concrete soon. Have you been out there recently? No, Not since I haven't the groundbreaking. gotten a chance to. No, I haven't, but I plan to. Okay. So as I'm going to get that information, and then I'd like to drive her out there and see yeah, you exactly what they're doing. I know we're going to end up doing a, uh, you know, our house ceremony, our, our, our welcoming ceremony to the homeowners uh, as soon as the houses are done being built and everything. Yes, yes. And I know all the staff comes out to those as well. Yes. So that's a really good... We don't get to go to all of them because no? we're working on Saturdays most yeah. of the time. So Miguel, you know. Miguel seems to yes. love having the whole staff down there. Yes, it's great when we can, but yeah. we also have to raise the money. And then, Agreed. You know, you know, when you're... Uh, when you're open to the public and you they come and see that you're closed, mm -hmm. you know sometimes they they will have problems with that. So we try to have, yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, we try to get, you know, I think all employees need to see the from the ground break. Yeah. They also need to see the home after it's built, so yeah. they know, you know, where their hard work is going. You know? I agree. Yeah. And since I've been here, and I've been here a year now. I know, right? Congratulations. I know. <laughs> uh, you, you, the, the Restore staff has not missed a single event. Did you know that since I've been yeah, here? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You guys have been down there to every single one so far, so that's oh, pretty that's incredible. Great. Yeah. Yes, it is, because we didn't used to go to uh, all of them. I was here, I'd say, uh, eight years, and mm -hmm. I had never seen the house wow yeah that's so uh in the last two or three years uh i think that's when i i was trying to remember the first house that i seen uh that habitat did and i think that was maybe about 
five years ago. Okay. So I was here maybe about five years before I actually seen a house that Habitat built, you know, and they've been doing that the whole time. So I think that's why it's important that, you know, when we have new employees and when we have people that, you know, decide they want to come and work with Habitat, that at see. some point they get a chance to see a house. They got to go you down know? there. Yeah. And see them what was working that feeling? on that. What was that? What was that like you see in that first house? It was like, wow. Like, this is... <laughs> like I, I cannot believe this. You know, it's just like, oh, my goodness. When you, Especially when you've seen it from the groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Because you go and look and you see the house isn't up yet, but you see the, the platform. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's all like that. And then it's like, oh, that's great. It's going to be a house here. And then you go back and then the house is there. And it's like, oh, my Holy God. Moly. How neat is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard Bill and them have started. They're going to start a new material where it's not going to take half as long to form a house so you know as times go on it's getting more creative and after a while they'll be able to put them houses up in no time agreed you know we should have these ones done by the by the end of this year from my understanding these three first three we're doing ice insulated concrete forms which are those styrofoam uh blocks that Mm -hmm. we have up we already have the walls up on all three of the houses and the roof on two so wow. it's, it's incredible. I'll have to show you some pictures when we're done here, okay? Yes, you will. Um, what, I mean, as far as Habitat for Humanity, you've been here 10 years, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot has changed. You've been, you know, you've gone from this other location that was much smaller to this bigger one now. Yes, and, and even we're outgrowing this one even. <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, and uh, you went from not knowing anything about Habitat to where you are now, and you're going to the groundbreakings and the ceremonies mm-hmm. and feeling that connection to Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Ten years from now, where do you see Habitat for Humanity being? What 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 changes do you think we could have? I'm not sure. Okay. Because there's... Uh, you know, a lot of times you think you're going one direction and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my God, they, this is great. They've got something new going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know where I see Habitat in 10 years. Uh, I would say the houses will be going up quicker. Yeah. That's for sure. Um Maybe we'll be able to streamline the process where, you know, as the homes are going up, they already have people that are just waiting for it to go into it, you know, as opposed to, you know, the way it it takes a little bit longer now, the process of getting someone into the home as opposed to, you know, in the future, it probably won't take quite as long because, you know, as uh, computers are getting more <laughs> streamlined, it's just like, look out now, things are going to happen yeah. at such a fast pace, you know. So I think they'll be, you know, getting the homes up quicker. I think uh, the restore may be in another location. We may even have two locations. So in all, we would have three. It would be this one. I heard some talk of Rio Rancho. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, I'm sure they'll probably scout out as we get Rio Rancho up and running that they'll go on somewhere else. And so, you know, you may. I have been to cities. Um, every city or state that I go and visit, 
I try to go see the Habitat store. Really? You know, yes. There's stores all over the country. Any state you go to, ask for the Habitat for the Humanity and try to go and see the store. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'd like to do every place. But ours I go is the visit. best, right? Of course. Of, of course. course. <laughs> but if you had to pick like one that you really liked that was like almost as good as ours. I don't know because they're all kind of similar. Oh, really? Yeah. When you walk in one, you if you've ever been to a Habitat store, then you're kind of, it all just brings back familiarity because, you know, you walk in there and you see the furniture and the doors and the windows and, you know, so you kind of know a little bit about what it's all about. So each uh, state has like different ways that they organize their stores, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so I... You know, I'm always interested in, you know, where where are they building a new, you know, habitat restore so I could kind of go and see it. Check it out. Yes. Have you been to the one in Santa Fe? Yes, I've been to the one in Santa Fe. really big. And then they moved. Uh, I've been in there since I've been at Habitat. The Santa Fe store has moved. Oh, really? You know, they were somewhere else, and I'm trying to, I don't think I've seen that store. But okay. when they move to their new store, you know, it's larger, it's so you know, big. and yes, it is. Very organized. You know, yes, it's incredibly it organized. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's got some very unique items there, too, which mm-hmm. I found very interesting uh, yes. when I got a chance to visit. Uh, but, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, usually, you know, any state that you go and visit, you know, Look up Habitat for Humanity Restore and go see that store and, you know, you'd be surprised at the, the many, many stores that there are. I, when I knew of Habitat for Humanity, I thought, you know, this was it, you know. And then I found out, well, you know, there's Habitats for Humanities in every state, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, wow, there is. So now every time I go visit somewhere, you know, that's one of my places I have to go and see. That's really know. incredible. Yes, it is. So it, it's a good learning process, too, whereas when you do go to a store in another city, you know, and you know you're connected by the name, mm-hmm. you know, and then you try to see, well, okay, well, how do you guys do things a little bit differently? Is it easier to do it this way or is it better to do it this way? So you learn a lot, too. Yeah, you know. it all connects us, too, Yes, which yes, is really cool. Um, in your experience that you've been here, you know, you've been here at Habitat for 10 years, and you worked, uh, you know, uh, in the hotel industry. But, you know, there's got to be people that in the time that you've been with us and, and throughout your life that have uh, inspired you. Uh, so who are people that, you know, maybe it's a Habitat-related person, maybe it's not, but who inspires you? Uh, inspiration comes from different places, you know. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's inspiration because of how that person is able to persevere, mm-hmm. you know, through hard times or something. And then sometimes this inspiration is about, oh, I'd like to do that when I get a little older. Or you look at them in their age and it's just like, oh, my God, how are they doing that at that age? You know, so it's always something that inspires me. Um, I, I always look at Jimmy Carter. A lot of people think Jimmy Carter started Habitat for Humanity, but he didn't, but he made it famous, mm-hmm. you know. So 
to look at him at the age that he was, and he was still out there with that hammer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> him and his wife were still working on projects and stuff in their 70s. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh my God, that, you know, that is so inspiring, you know. And, and I get inspired a lot when I see older people that are still moving and able to get around and still drive and do a lot of things that mm -hmm. they're able to do. Yeah, that's, that's very inspiring. That's too. incredibly inspiring. Yeah. And uh, and I'm also inspired by, you know, Doug to to lead a Habitat for Humanity. Oh, right. It's not an easy project. Not at all. You know, because if it was, I'm sure a lot of us would be doing right. it, right? <laughs> oh, but yeah. Doug is so, incredible, right? Yes. So I'm inspired, you know, with leadership and companies and seeing how, you know, the leadership of companies are, are running that company. So that's very inspiring. That's great. All right, Annette. Last question. Um, I want to know if you if you could change the world and make housing more affordable for everyone, how would you do it? That's a hard question. Um, but I think they could use like some of the office buildings or either some just buildings that they have just sitting there not being used for anything. Yeah. I think they could start a program in which even if they are homeless, some of them, they're aware of what goes on and what it takes. So some of them can be responsible. So if you take the, because I think about the homeless camp sometimes, if you take the responsible ones or the ones that kind of know, but by no fault of their own financially, they just weren't able to do it. Mm -hmm. And if they're able to lead, then you can have them leading the other mentally ill or the others that can't seem to hold down, you know, any job for any particular reason for any particular amount of time. I think they could actually do something a little bit different if they have them leading the others in which uh, that would give them a purpose and a job. And then they can start getting the other, one, other people that are in that homeless camp or in that situation more responsibility so that they can slowly get on their feet and be able to help the next person. So therefore, if you have a training area in which you train the people that are already out there and homeless and not being able to do anything uh, in charge, start putting them in charge of the camp and then they can in turn, they know what it feels like, so therefore they can, and they're around these people, so they don't have to be afraid of them because that's something they're already doing. They're out there with them. So if they could find a way to teach the people that are already out there, and the responsible ones can kind of lead the other ones so that a little bit at a time they can get one person off the street and another person off the street. And, you know, and if they start a program, I think they could do something like that okay. that would probably help the homeless situation and make housing more affordable for everyone. But that financially, you know, that that's a hard thing. And oh, the government would have to be ready to put in the money for it, which I think that's where some of the problem would lie. No, no, it sounds like to me that you would like, 
you know, more programs that help mm-hmm. out the mentally ill yeah. and that get people into leadership roles and, yeah. and lead by example mm-hmm. is really what to, what, it, what it breaks down to is, yes. is showing that what is possible is possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the members of the community, the people who are a part of these these things can can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important. I think that's really great. Yes. That, one more thing here, Net. You know, we have people come. We talked a little bit about volunteering at the Restore. Uh, what would you say? This is your opportunity to just like say, um, you know, your your elevator speech. Step onto that soapbox and say anything that you want about volunteering or about the Restore or about your role. Anything else that you want to add on? I think we've just about covered everything, but, you know, I'd like to see Habitat continue as a force in the community. Uh, we need more uh, more news to get out. I don't know how there's still people coming in the restore that says, I never knew about this place, but then they're in the same spot I was 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> I never knew about this place, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so I think, you know, if we get the word out and we continue to be involved in different mm-hmm. events and uh, just our, make our megaphone a little larger, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get the word out that, you know, that Habitat is here to help low-income families. And a lot of people don't know where the money goes, you know, the money that they buy stuff you know, from our store, you know, and it's just like, well, this help low-income families afford homes, you know, and so I try to make that announcement whenever we get a chance, you know, to let people know that their hard-earned dollars are being used to build homes for low-income families, yeah. you know, so that that's what I think we mainly need to do is just get the word out. Just Perfect. Get the word out. That's what we're here for. That's yes. what we're doing today. Yes. We're getting the word out. We're we're talking to people just like you. Yes. People who work in Habitat. People who are involved with Habitat. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Annette. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for talking with me. It's been a quite a treat. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. Greater Albuquerque Habitat for Humanity is an equal housing opportunity provider. We do not discriminate in the sale, rental, and financing of housing and in the provision of brokerage and appraisal services because of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familiar status, or national origin.